The following podcast is brought to you by Starbucks Canada. Hey partners, just wanted to let you know that this episode was recorded during the pandemic. The sound quality might be slightly different. That the power of relationship lies in actually connecting with the people, not so much in the position. From the Toronto Support Centre, this is Career Passport, a podcast featuring partners across the country showcasing how they landed in the role they're in today and uncovering the stories behind their career trials and triumphs along the way. I'm your host, Donna Ewan. I'm a partner within the talent acquisition team here at Starbucks. So buckle up your seatbelt as we meet our guest for today. Balai Ahmed joined Starbucks in 2007 as a store manager in Toronto shortly after immigrating from India. Over the last 13 years, Balai has worked in many stores, led a number of districts during his days as a district manager, and is currently in a regional operations coach role for Eastern Canada. Balai is well known for his ability to cultivate relationships. Since this is such a critical skill in career development, today we're going to tap into his expertise. So Falai, really diving into this topic of relationship building and even networking, what would you say is the difference between these two terms within Starbucks? I love that question, Donna, and I'm glad that we had this opportunity to really explain that in this episode today. Let's start with networking. Networking, as we all know, sometimes has a very different or negative connotation where it is assumed that people connect to get something in return or it is a way to get a job or or land something. I just wanted to pause and really bring that into context within Starbucks. What I would share with you is I look at it as networking within Starbucks as a way of really connecting with somebody and letting them know that you have certain skill sets, you have certain strengths that you're wanting to share with that individual. So if and when an opportunity arises within the organization, they can always think about your connect and think about the skills that you shared and whether it's applicable to the position in question. And then around relationship, I would say, it's a continuation at Starbucks. So when you build a relationship, it could be based on what you're working on your PDP. It could be based on you're just curious about the role which this partner is in and they want to explore what other roles are available within the organization. So it could be many things, but if you combine relationship and networking within the context of Starbucks and how we operate as an organization, I think it's fair to say that both networking and relationship building pretty much go hand in hand. But where I would ground us in is how do we approach both our networking and relationship building within the organization. Did you have a pivotal role model of someone who taught you the fundamentals of relationship building? What I would say, really a pivotal role model per se, but if we reflect and if you look at our Starbucks environment and culture, it's, it's in our DNA where we are building relationship and we look at it as being such a key element in how we work in our company and how we connect with our partners. And I've come in contact with some amazing people during my 13 years in the company and I've continued to learn a lot from them and build that relationship in Starbucks. Were you as well-versed in relationship building when you first joined Starbucks, would you say? I'll be honest, no, I I wasn't well-versed. I came into the country 13 years ago, I immigrated to India. The culture was a lot different, but I had to adapt. And I was open and eager to learn from peers and all the partners and leaders that I've come across. And uh, this is where I am today because of them. 
That's amazing. What would you say initially sparked you to start organizing Coffee Connects with your peers? I was a manager at Sickest Children's Hospital in downtown Toronto, and my DM walked in one day and said that she wanted me to be a classroom facilitator. Back in the day, we used to actually have store managers who would conduct a Starbucks experience class for all the new partners who joined Starbucks, and they would come into the classroom where it was really talking about a culture and immersing them into what Starbucks really was as a company. And I told her that I wasn't comfortable because I had this fear of public speaking and she actually challenged me on that and said uh, that I should explore more and connect more with people and break that barrier. I see her pushing me and also I then became very curious because the fact that she mentioned classroom facilitator got me to be a little more curious about exploring what are the opportunities are there and within the company. Do you still remember who was the first person you connected with and were you even scared when you first reached out? I absolutely remember crystal clear of who I connected first. So post my conversation with my DM, I requested her to really direct me to who I could really connect with. And she said, go and meet this partner at the regional office by the name of Marilyn Kalea. I remember reaching out to her and I got an instant reply over email and I came to the regional office, sat down with her and I just asked her like, hey, I just really want to know what else is there for me to explore as far as career, as far as how this company operates. I remember her giving me a big black register and said, here are all the various roles that we have within the company. Feel free to go through them. I remember sitting in our Kenya room and flipping through the whole binder, going through what other roles there were at that point of time. What did you really get out of that connect? Because it clearly inspired you to connect with other partners afterwards too. Yes, it was definitely overwhelming for sure. And I realized a couple of things. One, I realized that I started off thinking about career exploration, but I soon realized that I needed to be sure of what I wanted and where I was leaning towards. Secondly, I realized that I had to be more intentional and purposeful if I was meeting somebody at the office rather than asking a question of, hey, where can I find some contact information or what are the career options in the company. It could have been better and more in a conversation and coming prepared to talk to her. Thirdly, I would say it really opened my eyes towards the power of relationship building, of not just looking at a binder, but really leveraging the binder as a go-to tool where I realized that I was reading names and people in various positions and it turned out very soon I realized it wasn't about the position or the number of career opportunities here. It was about how do I really talk to the people who are doing the work. So it really got me thinking that the power of relationship lies in actually connecting with the people, not so much in the position. Or that binder. But that binder is almost like an org chart, which I guess is a great plug for workplace and not a great way to find which partner is in which role now. Absolutely. And, you know, back in the day, like I said, 2009, we had binders, but absolutely agree that with the latest technology and how we've evolved as a company, you don't need a binder anymore. You can actually go into workplace and, and explore and reach out to anybody across, I would say across the globe, not necessarily just Canada or North America. You get to see and meet so many partners virtually. How did you get connected with peers that were outside of your network after this initial connect with Maryland? 
The connect with Maryland and my learning from there really helped me to really be more purposeful with who I was connecting with. And I just went back to the old school email and asked them if they had 30 minutes to connect over coffee, which I now realize that uh, given the current climate, we could do virtual connects and it's so much more easier and you don't have to meet in person. And that's how I started to meet people in different various roles they were in and really being curious about wanting to know what they actually did. I also went to the extent of really spending a day with them, uh, life in a day off, a licensed partner or a marketing partner uh, or somebody in uh, supply chain. So that's how I I started to lean into uh, relationship building and networking, if I can say that. For sure. And partners are all busy. So what was your general rule of thumb if you didn't hear back from a partner right away? It's happened where I reached out to somebody and I didn't get a response. But as we are taught that we need to assume positive intent, I have never had a situation where partner did not get back to me because they didn't want to. It was because they were busy. Everybody has a lot of work on their plate and it was never that they were not approachable. Everybody got back to me at some point. So I just had to be patient, but also I had to be persistent in always following up with an email within a couple of days or a week. And I was going to respond saying they had some scheduling conflict, but eventually I was able to connect with them. So here where I would say is, you know, we need to control what we can, right? And that is being persistent, being really diligent in my follow-up. And that also sends a message to the to the partner that you're going to connect that, you know, this person is really interested in, in connecting. For sure. How did you even get out day shadowing with a partner? What do you offer that partner for them to be willing to spend that day with you? Yeah, I mean, after our connect, I expressed my interest and it was just, you know, having a shadow day with them. While I learned a lot from what they did in their role, what I knew getting in or spending the day or really talking about what I did, which is store operations at that point, um, or I would say even today, I'm in store operations. Uh, You'll be surprised how our cross-functional partners are super, super curious. They want to know what's actually playing out in the, in the field. So while I learned what they did, I was able to shed some light and perspective on how their work really lands in our stores and really help them see what's working, what's not, and how it can be improved and make it a very effortless experience for our partners who actually do the work in our stores. That's funny. It feels very much like the role that you're doing now as a regional operations coach. Absolutely. Actually, even for partners who might not know what that role is, what is that role? So I'm glad you asked the question of what I do in my current role as a regional operations coach. My role is to support the regional vice president, which is Chantel and her team of regional directors. And there are times where I show up as a coach, as a consultant, and sometimes as a thought partner to execute on our regional slash organizational priorities. So I also help them in collaborating and supporting partners to successfully implement change while building their capabilities. That's awesome. Since you have a couple connects with different partners every month on a minimum basis, you've probably connected with a partner who's not as stereotypically a approachable partner. What do you do in those situations? You know, one of the things that stops us is sometimes the title or the position that the other partner 
holes. And we keep telling ourselves the stories that this person is not approachable for some reason or the other. But I can tell you in, in the last 13 years, I've never had somebody in, in any position say no to a Coffee Connect, whether in person or virtually. They've always been so genuine, so warm and welcoming. The only caveat I would say is I go back to saying how purposeful and intentional you need to be because uh, time is currency. And if I'm asking for a leader or a peer or even a partner for some time, I need to add value to that, right? There's always a give and a take. So I want to make sure that I'm prepared going into these conversations and just getting to know them. For sure. And so you talk about being purposeful in these connects. Can you walk me through what your general approach to preparing for a connect is? Yeah, I think my general approach has always been and will probably continue to be in the way I prepare getting into a conversation or a, or a connect with the partner in question. What I really do is I do a couple of things. One, I reflect into my PDP to see, you know, what are the skills or strength that I need to develop and how does that link to the person that I'm requesting for a Coffee Connect. I say this only because it's super important that at all levels when we connect, it's important that we tie it back to our PDP because we all know that development is a key component of how we operate within this organization. And we're here to develop our own skills. We also help to develop others. So I would really ground us in the fact that we should always have our current PDP and base it off that and then make our connects and and a networking uh, within the organization. So I would say one is, you know, uh, make sure you have your most current updated PDP. Two is as you go into this connect, you know, what's the homework? What have you researched on that particular partner or a position or the department that you're meeting with? And then are you very clear on what you want to get out of those connects? And the last one I would say is that definitely have a feedback loop because you do want to continue that relationship and have some certain expectations that you want to go in with, whether you've been able to meet those expectations during a connect. What would you say your general connects look like from a format standpoint? Yeah, from a format standpoint, I would say, you know, we always connect over coffee. So coffee uh, really connects all of us, uh, sees no boundaries. So whether you're doing it virtually, just grabbing your favorite cup of drink, or if I have the opportunity to meet the partner in person, a quick French press is always great. Conversation starter, uh, I really start off with myself first and tell them why I'm here and I give a little background on my career journey at Starbucks. I ask about the same to the person I'm connecting with, and, and then I go into you know, what was my intent, and I thank them for the time, and that's pretty much it. You've done so many connects. What has been the biggest benefit for you personally connecting with other partners? Yeah, that's a great question. I think I don't have a long answer to that. I always get to learn from people. I find them a personal source of inspiration. You know, I'm also amazed that I learn from partners that are junior to me and younger to me in role. So when it comes to learning, you never stop. So by connecting with partners in the past and partners that I connect with currently, I always get to learn so much new things that are happening in our ever-changing world. So they keep me really grounded and current. 
we know that relationship building isn't just about creating new ones, it's also about nurturing pre-existing ones. Your field partners that you led speak so highly of you. So how did you grow those relationships with those partners that you led? You know, when I think about this question, what really comes to mind is that it's so easy to ask somebody to have a quick connect and meet them over coffee and you want to build a relationship. That's super easy. The hard part is maintaining those relationships. Mm-hmm. Right in the past 13 years, I've worked in different stores, different districts, different areas, under various different leaders. And however, one thing I know to be true in Starbucks is that our paths always cross at some point or the other. When I think about that, it's like you don't say goodbyes, you always say till we meet again in Starbucks. The way I maintain my relationship is through the motivational factor is super important to me because like I said, I've learned a lot and I cherish those moments. I cherish the time that I've spent with the partners in the past and present and uh, I've learned a lot from them. So I take it upon myself and it is my own responsibility to stay connected with them. So some phone calls in a couple of months or a quick email just to check in uh, goes a long way. So do you just send a message to see how they're doing? What actually happens? Yeah, so you know, it could be a, a text on their uh, birthdays or the anniversary. So my calendar has all the birthdays and anniversary of most people that I work with. And I apologize if um, <laughs> I've not been able to contact some people if I don't have it on the calendar. I just want to apologize to those listening on the podcast. Uh, please send me your <laughs> details. But uh, honestly, no, I try my level best. I'm not perfect by no means. Uh, I may have missed a couple, but uh, I I try to take the first step. I guess it can be summarized as you're really trying to find those opportunities to connect with someone without necessarily an agenda. Absolutely. As we continue to talk about relationship building, oftentimes those who are in less senior roles see great value in building relationships and expanding their network. But now that you're a tenured 13-year partner, what is the value of connecting with new partners or reconnecting with old ones anyway? I think it's a perception. I think we encourage in, at Starbucks, it's not about you know the number of years behind you. It's just who you are as a, as a human being, as a Starbucks partner. And tenure is just a way to look at it. It's just a number that you have associated with your name that you've been with the company. But I think I would say you just look at somebody else as another Starbucks partner. And that is what's common. The other piece that we have in common is probably experience. Somebody has 13 years, somebody has three months. It doesn't really matter. Like I said earlier, you know, you learn from younger leaders. I would encourage people to connect and build a relationship with these young bunch of leaders that are coming up because they have a different outlook. They have a different approach. They're more pragmatic. And, you know, when I connect with them, I just feel so current and I'm absolutely energized by the end of our connect is is just by listening to them and I'm in awe that I feel that I'm really behind and I'm not as current as I should be because they add so much of value to to my time. Mm. I remember you even talking about how you have a mentor who's younger than you too. Yes, I do. What's been the value add for you? This uh, particular mentor that I have, you know, technology is this mentor's forte, but uh, we don't really always talk about technology. We just talk about what's happening in the world today and how is that impacting the way the younger generations are thinking. He shares about what's on his mind. 
and I try and put myself in third position and then just sort of gauge of how I would react and you know what's going on in the world today has definitely impacted our younger generation so uh, I would highly encourage for us to stay uh, very much in lockstep and in tune with the reality that's happening and I would highly encourage for us to explore a relationship with some of our younger partners who, who definitely think a little differently. Hmm. That's awesome. And so now we want to transition a little bit to personal branding. So Goliath, how has your personal brand changed over the years? You know, Donna, I, I never looked at myself as a personal brand and thank you for calling it out, personal branding. But I think of it as a unique combination of skills, experience and my personality. It's like telling your story. And we all love stories at Starbucks. We all like to tell stories. But really, it's a reflection of you know your conduct, your behavior, your attitude, and, and how you show up to work every single day. Yes, something that partners who know you will know this. You are known for having matching socks or shoelaces, even pocket squares. As we're speaking right now, you have a pink shirt on and you actually have pink shoelaces. So is it really a conversation starter or is it you like to follow fashion trends or another reason? <laughs> well, I would I would like to say I follow fashion trends, but those who know me, you know, I'm very far off from fashion. But I'm glad that you said, hey, is that, is that a conversation starter? And really got me thinking, uh, oh, maybe it could be the next time I'm, I'm connecting with somebody. I'll be really honest. I've never looked at it that way. I just look at it from a place of when I walk out of my door every morning to come in contact with so many of my partners, how do I feel? And part of me feeling good is me looking good, um, at least to myself in the mirror as I leave my condo unit. So for me, if I'm feeling good, I'm able to pass on and pay forward that energy and my feeling on how I feel today. And uh, I'm able to impact all those who I come in contact with that day. For sure. As we wrap up this episode, do you have a piece of career advice that you have for partners listening? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say an advice, but definitely have a suggestion or a tip. And what I would say, don't wait. Reach out today. If you're listening to this podcast and you've been thinking about reaching out to someone to connect, I would say after listening to this podcast, don't be afraid. Just go ahead, send them an email or reach out. Most likely, you will be telling your story and just make sure that, you know, people will make time for you. The reality is that I've never had a partner, whether you know you want to call them a senior partner, a peer, or a junior partner, doesn't really matter. Nobody's ever declined me for a Coffee Connect. But again, I do want to remind our listeners today that in order to build and maintain an effective relationship, we must recognize and respect other people, their ideas, their perspectives, being their sounding board sometimes, you know, listen, and the most important of all is show appreciation. And let them know how much you value that relationship. That is a great way to end off the podcast. Thank you so much for your time and expertise, Wyatt. It's been so great chatting about relationship building and networking with you. Thank you for having me. And I'm always open to connect with anybody who does want to sit down virtually or personally with coffee. So I look forward to some emails in my inbox as well. (laughs) Sounds great. And that wraps up this episode of Career Passport. Be sure to like, subscribe, and if you feel up for it, even give us a review. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Donna Ewan, and this is Starbucks Canada Career Passport.